Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. So football is evolving. It has to. It needs to. And our guests today, Kevin Thompson and Brooke Gladney of Interactive Sports Group, are here to talk to us about how they are helping change the game. Welcome to the show, Kevin and Brooke. It's great to be here, Kelly. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm excited to talk to you guys. So right off the top, I want to do a little bit of quick hits to sort of get to know you guys a little bit better. So you're welcome to both jump in and answer these quick hits, and then we'll jump into some some bigger questions I have about what you guys are up to. So who is your favorite athlete of all time? I would have to say Muhammad Ali, just because of the, the awesome athlete that he was, but also his social responsibility was second to none. Yeah. And he stood up for what was right, and he was just good on all levels. So I'd say Muhammad Ali by far. Brooke, what about you? Allen Iverson. I grew up Alan a basketball Iverson. player, yeah. and everything about him I could relate to. So he was my favorite player growing up. All right, so what's your favorite sport to play yourselves? Basketball. Basketball, that's probably an easy one. <laughs> you, just, you just almost said Definitely. it. Definitely. So. Then what about you, Kevin? Well, for me, I, I enjoyed both baseball and football, mm-hmm. I'd say equally. Great sports, different, but um, I don't think I would pick between the two. But uh, between the two, I'd have to say baseball and football because opposite season. So mm, yeah. you've got to be athletic around season. All right, then yeah. flipping it a little, your favorite sport to watch? Oh, Because now we don't all participate exactly. all the time anymore. I, 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 can, I can watch football all day. I can't watch baseball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so definitely football is my favorite sport to watch. Okay. This may sound a little left field. Tennis. I love watching tennis. Yeah. Oh, that's a there's good some one. like, there's some like rhythm to tennis that does kind of suck you in, and it's hard to stop watching it. Yeah. yeah. And I played in high school, so it. I, I'm not the type to sit down and watch a lot of sports, but I definitely love watching tennis. All right. Last quick hit. What's your favorite sports movie? Or. <laughs> I, I see your wheels are turning, mm-hmm. or your favorite few. You can name more than one if you need to. Brooke, do you have any? Loving basketball. <laughs> okay, loving basketball. Um, let me see a favorite sports movie. And Coach Carter. Those two are like top two for me. Okay. I'd say you know the one that I thought was um, the most emotional was like Field of Dreams because I can yeah. re- relate to that. Um, so I'd say if, if I had to put one on the spot right now, I'd say Field of Dreams because I can just remember it right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But there's a lot. I, l- I love sports and I love the different uh, movies that they've had out there. But I'd say Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. It's a magical one. Yeah. I love Field of yeah. Dreams. Cannot not watch it when I pass by it. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's, it's impossible to just not see what part of the movie it's on. And then I'm stuck watching it because I don't want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay, so, Kevin, I want to focus on you for a little bit. You are the CEO and founder of Interactive Sports Group. So I want to know, we're going to jump in to what that is and um, explaining what you're up to, but I kind of want to know your background a little bit as it relates to sports. You just told us you played baseball and football, you love football and all these things, but what did did your sports look like growing up? Yeah, and that's a a great question. I, I think I have a rich sports background and tied together with a strong family background. So I've got three older sisters. They were athletic. I've got an older brother, younger brother, athletic. Uh, me and my brothers, when we grew up, we, we competed. You know, we competed. No matter what it was, we competed against each other. My older brother was awesome at sports. He was great at baseball, great at football. And for me, just following in his footsteps was just... That helps. It, it helps. It does, yeah. And um, so for me, growing up playing in Little League Pop Warner, playing baseball and playing football was, was, was great. 
and it was good because it taught me to compete and to have fun. To me, sports are about fun, number one, and then learning to compete, and then learning to be a good team player. And so for me, growing up playing sports was, was, was awesome, uh, balancing it with school, but definitely mm -hmm. um, just loved playing baseball and football. Now, those are the only two sports that I played in, in an organized fashion. I did play a little bit of tennis growing up, you know, with friends and, and played basketball. But in terms of organized sports, it was all about baseball and football. Up until what level or age? Great question. So up until high school. After high school, uh, I didn't play in college. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. I, you know, I think the key reason is, one, I wasn't good enough to play at the college level. That's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> but also, um, from a football standpoint, uh, I had injuries in high school. You know, I did suffer concussions, I had a knee injury, those kinds of things, and I wasn't going pro. And then when you go to college, to me, um, if you're a student athlete, which student athletes are awesome, and you got to have a lot of respect for them because they're competing on two levels. Mm -hmm. They're competing against that athlete who's focused on 100% being that athlete. And then they're focused, they're competing against that student who's 100% focused on being that student. Right, and neither are easy separately. And neither yeah. are easy separately. So being a, a college athlete to me is, I uh, tip my hats to them. Um, it's a great opportunity, you know, paying for school and, and, and being able to, to do what you love. Uh, but for me, it was it was all the way up until high school, and, and I had a great high school experience. I was I was uh, captain of the football team my senior year, and co-captain of the, uh, the the baseball team. So for me, high school sports were very memorable. Yeah, I had a great experience, and that gave me a solid foundation to always want to do something physical yep. and be healthy. Same here. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I wish I could have played farther. I was if I think if I was just a little better or in a better market, I was in a bad area yeah. where we didn't. That's true. We didn't send many people mm -hmm. off to go play. But um, so yeah, I totally get that, and which is also why I've kind of continued my life in sports, not so much as somebody people as someone anyone's watching, but as someone who watches others and experiences it through others right. and talking about it like right. we are today. Mm -hmm. So. I mentioned that you're the CEO of Interactive Sports Group. So focus in on the interactive football piece of this. And that's what we're kind of going to focus on, I think, today. I want to ask you, like, in your own words, what's a quick overview of, you know, what exactly is interactive football? All right. I'm going to do my best to keep that brief because interactive football is, is huge in terms of uh, what we're doing. Um, the way it was founded and created is a great story. Matter of fact, it's a great Frisco story, and I'll, I'll get into that. But what we do is we basically, at a, at a, in a nutshell, we use wearable technologies to make sports safer, more interactive, and more fun. And that's for all athletes, and we're focused right now on youth athletes. So what we do is we look at that young athlete and we say, how do we make sports safer and fun so that they can enjoy sports and not be so concerned about injuries? We're today at the point where injuries are part of many sports. We just mm -hmm. accept it. We accept that they have to go see uh, doctors to get knees drained and get knees fixed and all, all sorts of different physical injuries that they have to deal with. Yeah. It's become the norm. And unfortunately. Unfortunately. Some of us accept it more than others. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But, and I don't accept it. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's, it's, I'm a back, my background is in engineering. So I'm an engineer. And so what engineers really focus on doing is solving complex problems. So the problem I see is these young athletes, or athletes in general, who are enjoying this great game of sports, and we as fans love watching our kids or our, our, our professional athletes play, but they're getting injured and they're getting hurt. The problem is we 
only have one body. We don't have two, we don't have three. And any injury we have can add up. So our focus is thinking about how do we make sports still fun, still exciting, even more fun, even more exciting, and have it safer. Can we do that? Yes. Yes, we can do that. And we've come up with some technology, and we're continuing to develop technologies to make sports, again, safer, more interactive, and fun for everyone. And that's how it started. Football, this interactive football product, is the first product that we're bringing to market to showcase how we can utilize these technologies for kids to enjoy this great game of sports. And, okay. and football is probably the biggest yeah. opportunity right now in terms of sure. sports safety. It makes most sense to, to start there. So this is like the Shark Tank moment. So was this something that came out um, to be a solution to a problem that you saw personally? Oh, How did absolutely. you create this? Absolutely. Great question, Kelly. And this is why I, I, I love this story, and this is what keeps me motivated. So I have two daughters. I have a uh, 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. When my oldest was 10 years old, so this is back in, well, when she was 10 years old, um, <laughs> she wanted to play tackle football. And I said, uh, no, nah, baby, I can't have you playing tackle football. And, you know, she said, why? And I was like, well, I don't want you to get hurt. And I, I think I did say, because you're a girl, and that was wrong. And nothing I, that I, a girl wants to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and nothing that I, it, but, you know, because, you know, as a, as a father with daughters, you know, you want to protect your girls, right? Um, just like your sons, but definitely my daughters. Yeah. And so, but she's stubborn, you know, she, she knew she wanted to play and she was like, well, I, I want to play. And, and for me, wanting to give my, my kids the best experience and, and wanting them to, to feel that they can do anything, there's no barriers, go get it. I said, well, okay, well, let's do this. Let's compromise. Let's go to the Y, the Frisco Y, and I'll coach the team and let's play flag football and see if you enjoy that. And, um, we'll play and see how that goes. And so I signed her up and I coached the team. And Kelly, I got to tell you, it was the biggest challenge trying to teach these kids to pull on a flag that's blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. And the person's right there, but they couldn't grab the flag. And um, for me, it was frustrating to try to coach the kids. But, you know, we, we went through it. But it stuck in my head through that season. Wow, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And, and then when I grew up, I was saying, well, you know, before I played tackle football, I didn't play tackle football until middle school. Mm -hmm. And and when I was playing, uh, growing, playing football growing up, we'd play in the backyard, two-hand touch, right? Right. And and we enjoyed it. It was a great game. We did, we, we, you couldn't tell us we were playing tackle. We, we were playing football. The challenge, though, was if you touched somebody and, and they uh, said, no, you didn't get me, uh, so we argue. arguing. The arguing. Yeah. Oh, I have a yeah. I have an almost 10-year-old little boy, mm -hmm. and anytime I'm around him and his friends playing football, mm -hmm. it's like a screaming fest yeah. every play. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, it is. It's it's maddening. I'm like, are y'all enjoying this? And it takes <laughs> away. It doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah, it takes away from the game. So what we said is if there is a way that we can use technology to denote the tackle, like when I touched you, then a light and a buzzer goes off so you can hear it and you can see it. So no one no can doubt. argue. There's yeah. no doubt. And and at the time, here's the beauty. Back, you know, about what, six years ago, uh, you, you saw certain things happen. You saw that uh, Will Smith concussion movie was, was yes. out around that Love time. Love it. Mm -hmm. So people were more aware of, of certain things in terms of health and football. I mean, a lot of the folks that are Hall of Famers and all of the folks that we just thought were living their best lives 
we found out that the bodies are broken. Yeah. And, and it's and, their and, brains are yeah, deteriorating. Brains, yeah, and and, and, and they're not living a good quality yeah, of life at all. Yeah, and that's, that's painful to see. So you you had that Junior Seau around that time committed mm-hmm. suicide, and it, it's it's just a, it was a sad state, yep. right? Yeah, um, and the NFL was under a lot of scrutiny. A lot of scrutiny. Their, yeah, yeah, yeah. But football is great. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it teach as an athlete. It's almost second to none what you learn on on the football field about dealing with I'd say physical pain, dealing with being on a team. It's all sacrifice. I mean, you're sacrificing as that person's running the ball. You're sacrificing everything you can to block, to get out the way. Whatever you're doing is 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 it's a, a, a very much sacrifice. Learning to play as a team member, giving up your best interest for someone else's best interest, mm-hmm. learning to work through and persevere. It, football is great. Adversity. Yep. Adversity. Yes, exactly. So, so at that same time, you had as well as the the safety concerns. You also had some awesome things happening, like IoT, so Internet of Things. So you had technologies that were being developed where sensors were getting a lot smaller. You had the infrastructure with broadband and Wi-Fi and things that allow data to be able to be get communicated um, in real time a lot faster. So a lot of innovation was happening. And, and for me as, a, as an engineer, looking at all these different problems and seeing the tools that were now available at your disposal, it, it said, you know what, if we could come up with some technology that someone could wear with the gloves and make it smart, then you know what, I think we'd have a good opportunity in the marketplace. Okay, so then it's wearable technology, but we're you know describing this over the airwaves where someone can't see it if they're not if they're not actually touching these things. Tell me what we're talking about because we're talking about something you've you've mentioned the touch. So we're talking about gloves that you're wearing on your hand, and then it's a vest that someone's wearing on their body. Mm-hmm. And so tell me what the gear actually looks Got like. Got it. Now the gear. Before I get into the gear, the gear, the whole concept of the gear is allow the athlete to simply play football. So the gear is transparent to the athlete. The athlete's just doing what they do, and the gear just allows them and empowers them to express their athleticism. So that's the concept I want to give you. Okay. Now, the way that happens is the athlete wears a pair of gloves, and they wear a vest, and we have a special football. So when the athlete is holding the football, the equipment is smart. So it knows, hey, I have the football. And then it says, you know what, if someone from the opposite team touches me, then you know what, I'm going to activate. I'm going to make a sound and I'm going to light up. If I don't have the ball, then it's not going to activate. That's why we've made it smart. If you intercept the ball, now it knows that you have the ball and if you get touched, and it's not touched everywhere, there's certain areas that we put the sensor technology because we want to, uh, what was that word? We want to make sure that we're encouraging solid football fundamentals okay. which, which and safety. So there's nothing below the waist. There's nothing on the front of the vest. Yeah. It's all on the sides, so your shoulders and your back. Why? Because force equals mass times acceleration, and energy has to be expanded. So if you have two forces coming together face-to-face, the energy has to go somewhere, which is the challenge that tackle football and any collision-based sport has. Right. So with us, we've got technology and... We've removed any technology from the front, so the athlete has to do something different in order not to, to uh, I guess, crash collide. To, to so collide the runner has to be more agile, yeah, right? And, exactly. And understand how to evade those other those other people. And the, mm-hmm. but the the defensive players have to understand 
that like they're not reaching down for a flag anymore, right? No. Their their head is looking up. down upfield, downfield, yeah. whatever, up, and they're reaching out to touch. Yes, their exactly. glove with the with the technology in it has to touch a shoulder, a back shoulder, or, you know, a certain yeah. part of yeah. the body with enough force to say, okay, that would have been a tackle. Yeah, and, and if you look at tackle football, right, because that's fundamentally where we start from. That's the, the, the form of football that we're basing ours mm-hmm. on. So in tackle football, what you do, if when, it, when a per- person has the ball, car- the ball carriers coming towards you, you break down, right? And once you break down and you're going to make that tackle, you wrap and you keep your head up and you make that tackle chest, right, into the chest, right? With us, you break down and you hold. And you wait for that athlete holding the ball to make a football move. They're going to go right mm-hmm. or they're going to go left. And based on whether they go right or left, then you do a technique to touch. And we teach that technique to touch, right? So then if, they're, if that person running the ball is very athletic and they get by you, well, now you're chasing them down the field and you touch them on the back mm-hmm. and you'll make the tackle. So we've covered that. The beauty of it is, if that athlete, and what we think is when they become age 14, when, they're, when their body is more mature. Sure. And if, Strong enough to yeah, tackle. Yeah, then they can transition to tackle. The transition from our form of football to the tackle form of football is seamless. Instead of breaking down and waiting to go right or left, you break down and then go and wrap and make your tackle. Right. So we align very well with the tackle form of football when and if that athlete chooses to play tackle uh, in the future. Okay, and you mentioned the ball. So this isn't a regular ball either. The ball is smart enough to know who has possession, and then that dictates who, what counts when someone touches another player. Kelly, yeah, I, we, we spent years developing this technology to make it seamless like turning on a light switch. So it's very accurate, and yes, the ball is, uh, is, it has sensor wrap around the ball, so that when you hold it and you touch it with a glove, so when, the, when you're holding it with a glove, then it knows um, that it's, who's got the ball. So right? if there's a fumble recovery or interception, like you said, like some, if possession changes unexpectedly, it's not like the play's dead and oh, you no. guys can't figure it out. Like it no, still goes on as normal. It still goes on as normal because it, it, it's, it's, it's fundamental to the game. Yeah. Based on that, that first premise, our equipment is transparent to the game. What we do is just empower the athlete to play this awesome game of football. I love that. Yeah. Okay, then. So let's talk about that athlete. So, Brooke, like, who are you guys looking at as, you know, your ideal user? We've talked about younger athletes and girls and boys and all these things. Um, so are we are we at a specific um, gender or age range, or is this for adults and everybody? Who Who do you think can use this? Everybody can use it, and that's the great part about it. We know that we have rec leagues, youth rec leagues, as well as adult um, rec leagues. And even when you look at high school tournaments who do touch football, now you have something solid to use. So that's the great thing about it. It's very versatile. So we have it for the younger people, for them to be safe, and if they would like to, to transition into tackle football. And then we also have it for the older adults whose bodies aren't what they were when they were younger. And they're out there to have a good time, and they don't want (laughs) to fight amongst each other or go home to their, you know, their husbands or their wives hurt. Yeah, or hitting the ground for, you know, 40-year-olds like me (laughs) does not work well. That's (laughs) Right, that's not a good idea. And I am positive that it works for everyone for the simple fact that I've worked with flag football before when I was back in Atlanta. I coached the flag football team youth, and I also held the flags for adult flag football 
And I think that it's something that everyone can benefit from as far as actually loving the game for what it is and playing the game, as well as when it comes to the younger kids transition into real football. And not just that, but transferable skills. One thing that we do know about sports is it's good to play more than one sports. Uh, for sure. Studies have shown Absolutely. that. And we all have spoken about how we play multiple sports. And that's the great thing about this. If you're not a football player, you can still play this sport and the skills are transferred if you want to play volleyball, if you want to play mm -hmm. tennis, if you want to play basketball, because it still has those transferable skills as far as the speed, the agility, the coordination, being able to react is just, it's all encompassing and yeah. it's safe. Yeah. So it's really anybody. Anybody who right. wants to get out and move can do it. So you mentioned like league play. Mm -hmm. So um, individual consumers could probably buy, you know, a set and go play, right? But then, are you also facilitating a tournament and things? I mean, oh, absolutely. What does this look and, like? And actually, the way we're launching because this is brand new, right? We're launching this right now, and unfortunately, due to COVID, it's kind of uh, put some things on hold, and everyone as is everything yeah, in the world. Yeah, right? so yes. we're, this is this is happening in real time. Yeah. Um, so we're launching right now, and, and and we're launching here in Frisco. I mean, this is Sports City USA. Uh, it's a great Frisco story. Technology developed right here. Frisco resident for over 12 years, um, incorporated a lot of uh, local businesses to make this thing happen. So we're excited to launch right here and right now. Um, so we're actually launching leagues and, and tournaments. So right now, an individual can't just uh, purchase oh, okay. a unit. And, and the reason being, as an individual, it, you, you need to be... You, <laughs> Doesn't do much no, good by yourself. Right, okay. right. And, and we want to make sure in the beginning that we get this out in a, a camp or a league, something that w is organized so that we can make sure that the experience is what we expect to be, which yep. is second to none. That makes sense. And we're right. very much focused not just on that child, right? That's our, when we talk about product development, it's all about that athlete. When we talk about how we launch this product, we're thinking not just the athlete, we're thinking the parents, we're thinking the local community, we're thinking all the different parties that are impacted. How do we make sure that experience is great? Okay. Mm -hmm. The coaches, the refs. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot, right? Yeah. There's a lot. I like that, that you didn't, you know, you're not just throwing out, hey, go buy the vest and the gloves and, and good luck. Because like you said, that wouldn't be the ideal experience right. for an individual. It will be soon though. Yeah. I mean, this is all part of our, our launch strategy in the product. So the first step is to get the product out through the leagues, the camps, where we have a strong influence and, and then grow from there. And can educate people. That's and what educate, I was going to say. That piece yeah, would be missing. If yes. a parent just bought it for their child, I mean, they wouldn't know what to do with it yet. But right. in a, if you've played a season or two and been exposure to it and have been taught how to play with it, mm -hmm. then that's different. Then your neighborhood kids can each right, have it and right. play with it. Mm -hmm. And a mental note, I'm like, oh, PTAs need to buy this for their coach, their PE coaches. Yeah, yeah. And because... I mean, on my elementary campus, I think they've outlawed football a few times because yeah. there's there's a lot of not only the fighting but the injuries on the yeah. these little guys and girls that are probably out there playing. But it's a better, safer we, way to we, we make are, that happen. Yes, we we are the answer. And it's, it's you just talked about PE, but if you look at school districts nationwide, if you look at athletic programs nationwide, some have totally took away or taken away or ended their football. Because one, either they don't have the insurance to cover it, yeah. or two, the interest has waned. Because not many parents, 
one in three parents, a study was done, one in three parents are concerned about their child's safety playing this game of football. One in three. One in three. And, and, and if you think about it, 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 it's not even a concept of let me roll the dice. The data is there that says if you expose your kid before the age of 14 to what was it called? Repeated mm-hmm. impact, mm-hmm. you're exposing them to risk sure. of injury. Yeah. Right. And I am one of the one. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. It worries me. Right. Right. Only just because as a parent on the sidelines, I, I've seen a lot of peewee football from age five up yeah. to 10, yeah. um, was in it every weekend. And it's really hard. It's hard as a parent to see these young kids hit the ground so hard, even with a helmet yeah. on. Yeah. Um, that they, they can't walk off the field yeah. and they can't go to school for two weeks because right. they can't see correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's well, heartbreaking. Well, let me break it down just a little bit more too. When you look at the impact of concussions on, on youth, um, well, let's say concussions on, and, and first of all, let me say I love football of all, all ages. Me too, yes. But I want to make sure that this concept is totally understood of, of why we're so passionate about sports safety. Right. If you look at a professional athlete who gets a concussion, um, so there's a concussion protocol that they follow. Mm-hmm. And so they can't practice for a while. Uh, they're at home. They see their doctor. They go through some tests. When they clear, then they can go, go back to the field. That's the athlete. That's the league. That's the team. When a high school student gets a concussion, it's not the same. High school co- a kid gets a concussion. They stay home. But guess what? The school has to be informed. The teachers that, that teach that kid have to be informed. Mm-hmm. The counselor has to be informed. And then when the kid comes back to school, because now the kid has to come back or the young athlete comes back to school, has to learn. And if his mind is not right, right, the teachers have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so it, they have to have that additional awareness to make sure that that, that student who has to think and work through um, is looked after. So it impacts the school, it impacts the athlete, impacts the teachers, it impacts the counselors, it impacts the parents, and probably their friends too. Sure. Right. right? And it's a big ripple it's, effect. It's a big ripple effect. And so And that's just strike one. Thank right, you. Right. I mean right. when it happens again. Yeah. Or a third time. I mean right. some, this right. will end some yeah. kids' seasons. Yeah. Right. You know, right. if you've had it too many times. Yeah. I mean and, and this is not just a football thing. No, no. I have kids that play other sports. There's plenty of concussions in the sports yeah. that we yeah. we play also. Lacrosse, soccer, yeah. cheerleading. Baseball. I mean cheerleading. Yes. That's the highest yeah. for females. Yes. So I'm not naive enough to think that you only get concussions yeah. in football. But I'm just saying the repetitiveness of it. But you know, after the second or third one you might not be able, be cleared to play for several months. Yeah, Agreed. exactly, exactly. You know, and, and Troy the, Aikman, how that works. <laughs> you know, right. and I actually yeah. had the honor of um, the doctor that Will Smith played in concussion. My fresh, I want to say my freshman, my first year in grad school. He came to Georgia State to speak, and I went. And the way he described it, just the anatomy of it, how our brain sits in a liquid, is not tied down to anything, and when a kid gets tackled. Their, you know, their brain hits against their skull and there's no way of tracking that something is truly wrong mm-hmm. until it's too late, like those other athletes who things have happened to. Right. And he, he really made it simple. He said, if you wouldn't tell your child to, if you wouldn't allow your child to smoke cigarettes, don't allow your child to play tackle football. Wow. He said, just as simple as hitting a child upside the head when you're playing is a bad idea because our brains aren't attached to anything. It sits in a liquid and wherever our head goes, the brain shifts. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. And it's hard to make it controllable and safe, and especially at that young, 
I mean, that's mostly what we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah. You're not trying to solve the NFL's problems no, for pro oh, athletes. Not at all. Not You're at all. You're trying to solve and keep kids' heads yes, and yeah, bodies right. we, safer. We, no, it, two things we're doing. Yeah, to, we want to keep the kids safe, mm-hmm. right? Head safe, body safe. And how we tie to the NFL, I'd love to say we tie to the NFL, is we want to say that we protect the athlete's body, right, mind and body, from the time they're young until 14, if not a higher age, to make sure that they're, they're, they have the least amount of injuries possible, mm-hmm. right, before they decide to go play tackle. That way, when they do go to the NFL, they've got less injuries, right? They've got less uh, repeated uh, contact mm-hmm. or, or, or impacts, right, which should equate to a prolonged healthy professional career Longevity. which which sure. benefits the NFL or any pro sport and benefits the athlete for sure because their body is healthy and they can play longer. So what we see is protecting that athlete, giving them the same, if not better, experience in terms of becoming a, an elite athlete if they want to become an elite athlete. And then folks who just love the game like me, I didn't right. become an elite athlete, but I enjoyed the game. No need to expose our bodies to needless damage. And that's what we're trying to, to exactly. help avoid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me about this dream team. Oh, the dream team. I've been so, watching a lot of Last Dance Michael Jordan lately. Yeah. So that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, dream team. Okay. Well, what, what do you guys got? Right. So I, I, I got to give you a little bit of a backstory of why we have, have a dream team. So like I said, I've been in Frisco for about 12 years. Um, Frisco is an awesome town. Um, it's the first time when I moved here that I ever moved to a community because I wanted to. I've lived in Detroit, Chicago, Kentucky, California, different places, but this was the first place I moved because I wanted to raise my family in this awesome community uh, with with education, with sports and whatnot, and be involved in the community. So when we got here, uh, one of the things that I've done for the last nine years has been part of the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. So we teach kids Mm -hmm. how to start businesses. And what's unique about the program is not only do the kids learn about business, but they actually start a business. Yes. I love that program. Yeah. We Lifestyle Frisco, we write about it. Mm-hmm. We share those kids' stories. Yeah. Um, it's really neat to see what what's coming up. It's, you know? it's, it's awesome. And what I got from that program, and it's a joint venture between the EDC, the Frisco ISD, and the Frisco Chamber of Commerce. So great folks came together to make mm-hmm. sure this happened. Um, and so what's beautiful about it is every year... We've had awesome kids, 24 kids, who come up with business concepts and start it. Now, why is that, how's that tied to the Dream Team? Well, as we're going through the process, we have the Kate Center, and the Kate Center has students who work on graphics design, website design, and we utilize those students and their their training to work with the student businesses to develop their graphics and whatnot. And that was the first time I was exposed to the awesome level of quality that our students are delivering. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, these are high school students and their <laughs> graphics look like this? Yeah. I was like, whoa. It's amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is amazing. And then it, it made me to, to to really think about how to utilize these kids in terms of two things with our dream team. I wanted to put together a dream team to help launch Interactive Football League here in Frisco and then you, you utilize their skills to bring it to market. Now, what, what, what what's the benefit? So for the student, it gives them an opportunity to participate in a startup 
from the ground up to really see well, what does it take to, mm -hmm. to to start a business and to really gain market share and to get people to support you. Right. Like, you don't just have like? a product. There's no. a difference. Not yeah. only do you not just have a product, you don't just have a plan. You have to execute the plan, yeah. and then you have to adjust. So I wanted them to gain that in a very um, safe environment. It was something very real. It was something that if we do it right, that in years to come, this is going to be huge, and they will know that they had a significant part in being that. I wanted to give them that. That's right? this is your baby, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably they're lucky to have you know somebody right. mentoring them right. with their baby project yeah. that they're not kidding around. This yeah. is a passionate thing, right. so they probably are learning a lot. Oh, from, they are, they are. You. And, and I pre we have it's 15 of these uh, high school students, and and they represent three different Frisco high schools in in the district, and um and we're glad to have them on board. But the beautiful part of it too is that. When you think about who we're trying to impact, it's the athlete in middle school and elementary school, because that's our first market, and it's the parents of those athletes and it's coaches. So what better people to help you reach those other than high school students? Because they have access to, to kids that age. Yeah. They know the teachers in the schools, and they also know the coaches, and they're involved in the community. So we see it as a win-win-win, and we're trying to prove a point, too. We're trying to... Prove the point that's already been proven, actually. We're trying to build upon that point that this, the FISD has the sharpest students in the nation, and they can do awesome things, and we're putting that to work. I love that. I love this idea because, as I said, you know, I want kids to stay safer as a, and play more sports as long as they can and yep. enjoy them. Be out there longer and, and love it because when you're hurt and you're sidelined or for whatever reason, um, even if you're just playing the same sport, too much and you get burnt out. Exactly. I hate when kids sports careers end just because I don't know, something like that. So yeah. I love this idea. And um what can what you know, what can we do to help? What do you want our listeners to know oh. or how to contact you or what's the conversation yeah, yeah. gonna look great, like? Great, great question. Um obviously this COVID has uh changed a lot of things and um it's you know the sad thing about COVID is the the, the just the how it's ravaging the, the, the globally, taking lives and uh, it's putting a lot of families in a lot of strain, mm -hmm. right? And that's um, strain with loss of family members, it's strain of loss of income. So it's a very tough time. On the flip side, these times also force us to become creative. Um, there's going to be businesses, there's going to be opportunities that come from this that make us better as a community. And those companies that are able to adapt that are able to change to see what the market is going to be are going to have, I think, good opportunities. Sure. So what we're doing, and, and that backdrop, we're, we're adapting, right? So what we're, we're doing now is, right now, kids can't come together and play sure. in, in large groups. So we're building, with Brooks Leadership, an online community, and we're getting that community together. We're giving them positive feedback each and every day. Um, we're reaching out to them, making sure that they're okay. And we're also starting a series. So we're doing a three-part web, webinar series that introduces interactive football to the community, and that's in series one. The next series, which is, uh, I love this, this series too, we're having a panel with former, uh, former pro players, some, uh, so athletes, cool. and with also with um, kids and some coaches. Cool, I wanna get yeah. in on that. So yeah. what we're doing, we're sending them two units because we wanna make sure you know they can't go out and play, but with their family, mm -hmm. They're going to get a chance to experience our technology and the equipment 
and, and play it. And then once they evaluate it, a week later, we're going to have them on our webinar live, our Facebook Live. Cool. And we're going to get their feedback and, and have them talk about what their experience was. And then the third series is we wanted to show people the applications of our technology in terms of educating our kids because what we're 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 educated we love education we, mm -hmm. we, we oh, love yes, beyond definitely. just the athlete playing sports we want to uh, them to gain some some strong uh, uh, knowledge, knowledge. Uh, thank yeah. you so we're tying we're showing how we tie our technology to stem yes so oh, science perfect. technology engineering math we want to make sure people see that they can use our equipment as a platform to Correct. teach kids how to uh, love STEM, right? Right. And then also, we want them to see how to use our equipment to learn solid football fundamentals, right? So the academic and the fun, right? The fundamentals. Yeah, you right? have you have married your engineering <laughs> and your football, haven't yes. you? Yes. You can't help that. Yes. yes. Well, I love it. It's awesome. So the interactive-football.com is the actual website. It'll be posted in the show notes, but um, I urge people to go out and find you and watch those. Um, so the Facebook is where people will see this series, right? Correct. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I'll try to, to share that when I see it too. But I'm so excited about yeah. this. Yeah. Thanks for taking time and chatting with me, yeah. educating no me. Thank you for having I've us. got yeah. a lot more to yeah. learn about it, but I love, I love it. Yeah. Just in, in, uh, the, one other thing I wanted to say is, you know, the different audiences, we want them to see certain things. Of course, the athlete, we want them to see this as a great sport. But as a parent, we, we want to make sure that parent sees what we're producing as um, more information for them to make a decision, to say, all right, right now, if, I, if my kid says they want to play football, my only option is tackle or flag. What we want to say, parent, you have more options. Yeah, Matter of right. fact, you have the best right. option. Yeah. Interactive football is your best option to give your child a great football experience and not be so concerned about them right. being injured. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Right. And, and, and then, uh, Kelly, I didn't even get a chance to really talk about the technology and where we're going with phase two, but uh, maybe that's another conversation for another day. But the data part of what we're doing and how we're going to change uh, uh, sports and sports analytics is just going to be off the chain. All right. Awesome. And then on one of the webinars, we'll actually have – um, athletes who came out and did some demos with us, so they'll be able to um, explain how they felt about it aside of the um, people who get their um, sets of uniforms. Mm -hmm. We have people who, before we were all sent inside the house, <laughs> who actually had a chance to play in real time and play with a team, so that, that'll be fun to hear yeah. their feedback. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it in, in action, too, when we're able to, you know. Yeah. Right. Get out. Everybody wants to get back outside yeah. and play. And yeah. we're getting there. You're getting there. We're getting there. We slowly. In phases. In yeah. phases. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you. And so thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hustle & Pro. Go check out Interactive Football's uh, Facebook page. And um, if you haven't subscribed to Hustle & Pro already, subscribe on whatever method that you use to listen to your podcasts. We will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.